There is no opposition when you're both also a mission. All right, and recording now. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Wolf Chronicles podcast. Today, I have a special guest. I got Coach K. Say what's up. Hello. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kay. So um, I am a master trainer at LA Fitness. I'm a licensed chiropractic assistant. I'm a certified nutritionist. Um, I've been in physical therapy, chiropractic, and just exercise for like since 2012. So it's been a very long time. Um, But I enjoy working out truly like it's part of my life. So I just try to incorporate, you know, new things just to switch it up sometimes. And I love teaching others. So right now I'm in pursuit of my master's degree in exercise science. Um, I just got my associates. I'm working on my bachelor's now and then my master's. So that's all about me. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been pretty much into like fitness ever since I was younger. Uh, started working out with my dad and eventually went to school, was at uh, Bethel University for athletic training, switched majors to, it was uh, like a coaching major, some, some fitness related, but ended up transferring again. I'm at Austin P and I'm doing applied exercise science. So it's like pre-physical therapy, but yeah, I've always been into like, you know, just training people and working out and learning my body because I used to play baseball and I feel like that mind-body connection is very important. And then there's also a lot of psychology behind it all too. And just, yeah, I'm all into that. And yeah. I'm just, I'm interning right now at a PT clinic, so. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. Um, When I was doing, well, before I even got into fitness, I was, not like none of this I was extremely girly wore makeup all the time dresses um I had no tattoos obviously but um no I hated I hated working out I hated gym I would skip gym and I would never dress I just I hated it I hated sweating (laughs) and then after high school about a year after high school I ended up working at a physical therapy clinic by default you know I just was a job that I thought I could make money off of and you know, I started doing it. And then one day my coworker, she made a comment to me, which wasn't a very disrespectful comment. It was just kind of like more so an insight on what I could become. She said to me, she said, you know, at the time she called me Kyoko because that's what everybody did call me. It's my first name. She said, you know, Kyoko, you have a athletic body. Imagine what you could do if you started working out and how you would look. So it started making me think like, dang you know that she's probably right so let me just you know dab in it so I did it for like two years consistently and then my body started changing I started getting abs and muscles and I was just like really thrown and somewhat obsessed with it because I was like wow this is great what else can I do so I just kept going and going I ended up switching over to chiropractic and then just being in the physical therapy setting and chiropractic, there was so much knowledge about the body that I learned from them. And it's just, I had really good teachers, you know, mentors around me. And just having that knowledge and being a trainer, it just opens your eyes to so many things. Like you're so, you're trained to see certain things and correct them. 
that I know that um, not saying all trainers are bad and uh, you know don't have any knowledge, but most of the trainers out here now, they don't have the basic knowledge of the body mm-hmm. or anatomy or kinesiology or biomechanics. And it, those three things collectively are very important to training your client, not just because you want to have the knowledge, but you can now incorporate that knowledge you have as far as how to do something properly, how to correct an issue, correct posture issues, um, low back issues, you know, preventative care and stuff like that, daily stretches that someone can do to better their, their overall life. So it, it was an interesting journey. I, um, I never thought I'd be here, like, liking working out at all. <laughs> like when people see me from, from high school, they're like, they're blown away because I don't look like how I used to look. I was like a very, very tiny person. I was 135 and 5'8". I was very skinny and it, it was crazy. But I know that after I had my second child, it really like put me over the edge because I knew what I looked like before I had kids. And then I knew what I looked like working out. So I'm like, yeah, no, this is not working out for me and I need to get back into fitness. So here I am. Hey, that's dope. Bounce back game crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks. All right, so my first question to you, um, what is your perspective on you know, women and weight training. Do you think more women should be weight training? Absolutely. I think that it is an incredible thing to do as far as like decompressing and less stress in your life. And it makes you feel better. Like, I know that when someone, you know, for females, sometimes they get into a slump or whatever the case may be, and they may feel depressed about the situation. But fitness isn't always an aesthetic thing. It's, it's sometimes a mind mindfulness. So for someone who's stressed out in their daily job and, and something like that, especially women, this would help. This is some a source of outlet to take that stress and channel it so that you don't have to deal with it anymore. Because I know when I go to the gym, I don't think about anything about working out. Like all, all the troubles go away. And I think it's also important too for women to get back into working out or to start because as we age, you know, our metabolism slows down. So then we start gaining more weight. And for women, it's, it's so much worse for men. Well, for women in general, just because men naturally, you guys can go to the gym for like a month and a half and you're shredding weight, you know, it just comes back for women. It's a lot harder. So especially, you know, those women who've had kids and they don't really can't find time for themselves to go back and work out and get their body back and, you know, their groove back or whatever it is, it's important to make time for yourself as self-care because as a woman, as a mother, how do you expect to take care of your little ones or anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself? So definitely, I think it's an important thing for women to work out and to just be physically mobile. You don't have to go lift heavy weights all the time. You can go for a walk, you can go run, you can you know, do HIIT training, you can do very light workouts, yoga, just promote mobility in your body so that you can become healthier every day. And it will give you more energy to do stuff. You'll be more alert at work. So so many things can change if you start working out or just become physically active. So definitely an important thing for women to 
weight train, work out, do cardio, whatever it is, just be physically active and mobile. So definitely an important thing. Sweet. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so now we're about to get on the big topic. <laughs> Drum roll. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm excited. Uh, the weightlifting belt. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be good. So I, I have a really good story about this. And okay. um, it's my own personal experience. So I feel like I know firsthand on both sides of using a belt, not using a belt. So when I started weightlifting, um, in the beginning, I didn't use a weight belt because I wasn't really lifting heavy. So there was no you know, need for it. But as I did progress, I started to use um, a lifting belt. Now, I won't say any like brand names out there, but there was two different belts that I was using. And the first one was just like an oblong shake, shape. It was kind of like round and then like, I don't know, kind of like a triangle. But there wasn't a lot of support now that I look back at it. And I, I used it for a while, I think for like two years. And it just... It didn't seem like it was working for me. So I went and got another one, which was a lot more stiffer and sturdier. And I seen um, a, a coach that I followed on, on Twitter for a very long time use it. So I asked her about it. She recommended it and I went and bought it. So one day I was lifting with a group of friends and uh, we were doing deadlifts. And I was lifting my usual weight, which is 225. This actually happened last year, early last year. And I had my belt, my belt on, you know, and I was doing my deadlifts how I usually would. And I was very aware of my posture and what I was doing as far as the form and the lift, the ascension and, you know, descending. And on the way down on my fifth rep, I felt like a popping sensation or a snap in my lower back and it shot down my left leg. Yeah. Yeah, so I was super scared and I, w I didn't understand because I had my belt on. I thought that that was supposed to protect me. So I'm like, how did I get hurt when I had my belt on? That doesn't make sense. So I stopped lifting that day and you know, my friends are like, oh, you're just acting old, like it's nothing. I said, nope, something's wrong. I stopped lifting immediately that day and I went home. I had to go back to work that same day. And when I came back, my back and my leg was like so numb and just hurting and excruciating pain. Like if I tried to move it, it would hurt. It was, it was almost to the point where I wanted to cry. I was laying in the bed, like immobile. So for an entire week, I didn't do legs at all or any type of back movement. And I just decided to just leave it alone or let it heal on its own. Um, I didn't do any type of rehab or anything because I was super scared about hurting myself again because that pain was I was afraid I was very scared obviously so I did my research and I decided that I wasn't going to use the belt anymore so from there I went back to my physical therapy and chiropractic knowledge and I started to train my lower back and my core without my belt and so keeping me doing that I built myself back up to lifting at 225. I was very nervous the first time I did go back after being injured, but I realize now that the belt is like a crutch. Oh yeah. It, it's, I'm, I'm not, you know, shaming anybody for using it. If that's going to help your, 
your mental state for lifting, I really feel like it's a placebo thing because yeah, you're bracing against the belt, but it's, it's just not, it's not doing anything for you. Yeah. I think absolutely. That if you think back to like ancient civilizations and, you know, when we didn't have any of this like weightlifting belts, technology things, think about what they were doing. They were lifting these tree trunks and logs without belts. So naturally, what were they using as support? Their core. <laughs> exactly. So if it, it makes sense. If you're training your core properly, conditioning your low back, and both of those things, those two things together, that is your brace. That is what's going to protect you. If you know how to breathe and brace correctly against the weight, then you're fine. Like, I, I, I don't really understand the whole and you know perspective behind the weightlifting belt. I think that people see these gurus and these powerful weightlifters and powerlifters, and they think because they're lifting with this belt on that that they should do it too. Now I don't really know enough about powerlifting to go into that, but I would still stand behind not using a belt because if you're lifting that amount of weight and you're as big as you are. You sh your core should be strong enough and your back should be strong enough to handle that weight. Mm -hmm. If not, then you need to take the weight down and condition yourself, build yourself up to carry that without the belt. But everybody has their own opinion. I, I literally threw mine away after that. I said no more ever again. Um, and I don't try to push it onto any of my clients or anything like that, but I do try to give them some type of knowledge about training their core and their low back so that they don't have to rely on an aiding system like that so i mean teach your song whatever works for you you're just not going to do it for me yeah yeah i feel that uh i think i tried it once maybe once or twice and it just it didn't feel right um i do feel like when i see a lot of these power lifters when they wear these belts, they do have some very excruciating guts. And I feel like they're not even channeling their whole core and it's like kind of yeah. stretched out from the heaviness of it. And, you know, you'll see a lot of people have injuries later on because of this, because they're not actually training their core. And I feel like, you know, I talk a lot about gut health and stuff and I just feel like all that information is not good and uh, yeah, definitely we sh I feel like there's a lot of ego lifting out here. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, yes, definitely, I agree. Um, that, that is like the biggest thing that I, I see and I wish that a lot of people were receptive to constructive criticism as far as, you know, humbling yourself and taking the weight down mm -hmm. and working with that weight that you know for a fact you can control without uh, compromising your form or, you know, your body movement. And a lot of people come to the gym, you know, they're super big, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm going to lift this because this little guy is next to me or, you know, I'm going to lift this heavy weight because she's next to me. And even females, I see them do, do it all the time. Like, oh, this guy's over here. Let me lift this heavy weight. And in the end, you just end up hurting yourself, mm -hmm. you know? So why not take care of your body and yeah focus, on, yeah, yeah, focus on the form. Uh, that's another thing. I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but form is is very um, imperative. 
Mm-hmm. Me coming from physical therapy and chiropractic, that's what we preach form all the time. And I've even seen on paper that um, a coach gave her client and she's like, I don't even care if you do sloppy reps, just get them. I'm just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that you're going to hurt someone. You know, it's more about time under tension, correct posture, correct form, you know, execution. If you can get those things down, then yeah, start going up in weight. But if you can't handle it with, with the weight that you're, you know, you're trying to get to, you need to drop weight. So definitely. Awesome. All right. Last question. The importance of posture and stretching. How how important is this to you? How how would you wow. rank? So just kind of piggybacking off of what I just said, like posture and physical therapy and chiropractic is imperative. It's important. It's like the number one thing. Uh, while I was in that industry, um, and I can even hear myself saying it now to my clients, chest up, shoulders back, you know what I'm saying? When they're doing neck stretches, because everything is connected, mm-hmm. you know, everything, even your ocular muscles to your neck, everything is connected. So you want to make sure you're sitting up straight with good postures so that when you do your stretch, you're, you're hitting the, the correct muscles and you're just not <clears throat> getting all that slouching. Yeah. Right. You know, so that is, you know, very important. I even try to stress that to my clients too. When I do make programs for them, I do try to incorporate on the rest days that they do like neck and back stretches. Now they may ask me, well, why do I have to do that if I'm resting that day? What's well, the active recovery? You know, we did just work your muscles Monday and you have a rest day Tuesday, but it would be beneficial if you did neck and back stretches. That way you can keep yourself limber. You may not be as sore the next day. And it's just overall good for your muscles. Like I was reading something last night saying that your muscles don't get tight. And I just had to think to myself, well, the muscles can be tight. So what are you, what are you talking about? I'm kind of confused. I guess oxygen deprived. I would say that, yes. Um, build up. Yeah, and they were saying that uh, muscles don't shorten or lengthen, which is completely wrong because muscles do shorten and, and lengthen. The concentric and eccentric phase of a muscle is a shortening and lengthening mm-hmm. during any type of muscle movement. So uh, I just didn't pay attention to that. I was like, you're just talking out of your butt now, whatever. <laughs> but it it's it's just should be part of your daily routine even if it's just yoga you know yoga is a great source of stretching oh yeah Um, it's good strength training too like it's good for your soul and your mind your mind uh your chakras like all of that like it's just wonderful i really do love yoga and i do it every workout just yes yes it's wonderful (laughs) it's so peaceful like you feel feel complete you Mm -hmm. know from just working out and then now you're going into your yoga to stretch but, but yes, um, even like when you're at work, I try to make sure that um, I'm sitting up straight, you know, because where I work, I work in a gym and we don't have a lot of seat like chairs that have a back on it. So you can't lean back all the time. So naturally for me, you know, from my mentor telling me, like, if you're going to be in a physical therapy, a chiropractor or any type of physical um, setting, just know that people are always watching you. So you want to make an example out of yourself and preach, you know, practice what you preach. 
you know, I never want to be like at work kind of hunched over talking to my client or anything like that, because I just have poor posture. It doesn't look like I'm confident at all or anything, you know, but if I'm sitting up straight and talking, you know what I'm saying? It's, it looks, of course it looks better, but it's better for me too. Because another thing too, when you're sitting in like a hunched position like this, all the time typing, you know, you're sitting at the dinner table, you're always looking at your phone down like this, the muscles become fixed in that position. So that's what we call um, upper cross syndrome. Mm -hmm. So the muscles in the back are getting loosened because they're, they're just, you're hunched over like this and your chest muscles are becoming tight and pulling on everything back there. So when you try to do a movement or something like that with your upper back or like a chest press or something, you can't really function correctly because everything was so tight from being in that fixed position. And this goes for legs too, you know, sitting for a long period amount of time and now your hamstrings are tight or your knee feels weird when you try to stand up or do squatting movements because you've been in that fixed position for so long. So it's very important that you practice good stretching habits and pr practice good posture habits to sit up and just be mindful. If you have to go get a brace to make yourself sit up and then think about it, then do that. But don't rely on that brace to be your crutch, like the weightlifting belt. Like eventually you're gonna have to give that up. It's like a, like a blanket for a baby. You have to give that up and keep progressing. Train your body to do what it's meant to do. Like we only have one body, we need to take care of it. So yeah. a very important posture thing. Um, I try to make sure that when I'm lifting, even when I'm working out that I have good posture and I see a lot of this too. Like whenever people are doing like lat raises, they do like the little, the, the bouncing movement. It drives me crazy. It's like when they go up and then they oh, like yeah. do this little bounce. I'm just like, yeah, what are you doing? But um, <laughs> they're, they're pretty much using momentum and yep. they're not practicing good posture. So just think about your feet placement, you know, and the weight, the amount of weight that you're lifting. So everything that I do in the gym when I'm working out, even like stretching and yoga, everything's about posture. It's like, I'm focusing on my lats being engaged when I do a deadlift or, you know, my, um, my chest up, my shoulders back when I'm doing an overhead press or a lateral raise, a front raise, whatever it is, bicep curls. It's just good to be mindful about what you're doing while you're doing it. Because sometimes your mind will wander and you won't even know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. but and you know saw, you did the exercise yeah and i saw uh you were on twitter talking about how uh you know music people get like lost in their music and they're not paying attention to yes. I, I agree yeah you know people want to put on that hype music and, oh, yeah. and a lot of people not even lifting right they're not getting any depth on their squats they're not mm -hmm. a lot of shit is messed up and yeah you know, today I actually did forget my uh, my headphones, but uh, <laughs> a shoulder press, and I really felt myself a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more focused on it. And yeah, I think if you really, if you really want to focus in on like when you're your weight training, try no music or even listening to like ambient sound because, you know, the music music and the words can do something you psychologically and kind of throw you off. Cause yes. you know, I know about like 440 Hertz and the third eye chakra, but 
you know, we ain't gonna get out and all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. No, I agree. Um, I did an experiment early this year um, in like January. I can't remember what month it was, but um, I was struggling to deadlift 315 and I couldn't understand why. You know, I was like, I, my, I know my body's ready. I can do it. Like, what's wrong? And I didn't realize that it was my mental, my mental state. Like, not that I was depressed or anything, but mentally I couldn't focus on lifting the weight. Like, I was too busy listening to the music to give me the strength to lift the weight. So I tried it for like three days and it ended up being really good. And I tried it for an entire week. And at the end of that week, I tried to deadlift 315 and I did. I think I did it for two reps and I, I was blown away by um, the, the benefit from not listening to music. I thought that I was going to go crazy. I thought that everybody was going to talk to me and I'm going to be like, no, don't talk to me. And then I'm like, not being able to work out. But in fact, I was able to focus on my breathing pattern and mentally prepare myself to lift the weight. Um, the next experiment I'm going to do about this, because I've been thinking about this since last night, is to wear um, earplugs. Because uh. I wear earplugs to bed, and I notice that I can like hear my breathing pattern very heightened. So the next time I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to take my, my earplugs, and I'm going to experiment and see you know, what happens. Um, I, yeah, I kind of think that what's going to happen is I'm going to be obviously more focused. Um, I think that my lifts are going to be a lot harder because I can hear myself breathe and I can't hear anything else around me. So it's going to force me to work on my breathing pattern while I'm lifting. So I think that it's going to be difficult, but um, I'm up for the challenge. I think it's going to be really interesting. So, yeah. No, that's inspiring. I'm, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Thanks. Um, but no, it's, um, music is like a drug yeah. for working out. I think that a lot of people are overwhelmed because they're so dependent on listening to music and they're trying to find the right song or replay the song or another playlist, you know, whatever it is. And I've had, I had multiple playlists that I had for the gym. I had one that was like all anime music and then one that was just like all like rap music and then another one that was just classical music. So I, I was constantly like trying to pick from all three of those for whatever, what I was doing. And it, it's time consuming because I'm constantly like looking at my phone to change the music. And now, now that my rest time has got away from me, it's five minutes now. So my heart rate has come all the way down and I'm, I'm just resting and I don't feel like working out now. So it's, it's a lot. And I even stopped wearing like my Apple watch and my smart watch just because I felt like I was becoming obsessed with the calories I was burning or starting my watch. And yeah, I don't calorie count. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I became obsessed with it and I just noticed how, you know, detrimental it was not only to my health, but to my mental state because I felt like I wasn't doing enough, you know? So what is that? All right, I actually got one more question for you. It's a little yeah, curious. yeah, sure. All right, how do you feel about uh, fasted workouts? I think that they're good. Um, I don't think anything bad about it, but I think that a lot of people need to understand how their body works before they, they try to do that. Um, it's not going to work for everybody. Mm -hmm. I know that um, in the beginning when I started working out, um, I wouldn't eat before I worked out, and my body was naturally okay with that but for someone else it might not work like that 
my yeah. workouts are extremely intense. They're not just, I'm going for 30 minutes. I'm at the gym for like two, three hours lifting weight, heavy weight at that. Um, so my body can handle that type of stress. But another person, they're probably going to pass out. So I don't do it often. I don't. I know now that I, I feel like I want to eat, especially like some type of carbs or something before I go work out to give me some type of fuel. But I don't think anything bad about faster workouts. I think that they, they do work. There is progression behind it. But again, it's not for everybody. I think that everyone should try it at least once or twice to see if it's going to give them better benefits than eating before. But you need, you need basic knowledge of yourself. Like that's going to say your body type and your genetics, how food affects you. So you need to learn those things before you just jump into a faster workout and then you pass out. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like with faster workouts for me, it's helped me channel more oxygen, just helping with my breathing and like my form and yeah, I I do I do it often actually. Uh, I, honestly, I'm not too big of a fan of eating before my workouts, just because the way I I train, and then I do I'll do a time under tension as well. So yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Um, I think that for people who do eat um, before their workouts, it 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 depends on what you eat too. You don't want to eat like a super big meal and now you're tired and you don't want to do anything. But you have to realize, too, that it's not only protein that's going to give you a source of fuel. Like, protein is only a small source of fuel. Those mm -hmm. carbohydrates are really going to give you the energy that you're looking for to power through your workouts. So that's why people have power bars that are, like, mainly 45 grams of carbs and, like, 12 grams of protein, you know. So there's that. But I do notice um, lately when I have done fasted workouts, I notice throughout my workout at some point when I do live heavy that I do not not getting like nauseated or lightheaded but I feel off and I know that I need to take a longer break so I think that my body has adapted more to eating now versus not eating so now it's asking my body for fuel to go through the workout um, and then another thing too with faster workouts for some people like I said it does work but for other people let's say your goal is to just lose weight, right? And you're trying to just target fat on your body. And you're doing, you know, faster workout and a faster cardio. And then you don't eat for like another two, three hours after your workout. You are probably nine times out of 10 burning your muscle. If you're trying to conserve as much muscle as possible. And I'm not saying that you need to go eat, but you people need to realize too, when you do faster cardio or faster workouts and your main goal is to just blast the fat off your body that, you know, your muscles are going to get smaller, obviously, because you're going to be in a calorie deficit, but you're probably going to be burning off more muscle than you would like. So that's also a thought, but no, I don't think it's bad. I think that everybody should try it. I think it's interesting. Um, it affects everybody differently. So you just need to do it like a couple times and see if it's for you. And if it's not, then go back to eating. And if it is, keep doing it that way. I'm definitely big on consistency and repetition with what works for you. It's always good to try new things, but when you find whatever works for you, stick to that and don't try and tangent off because I've even done this myself where I know that a certain routine works for me and it's given me results and I develop from it. And then I go like, Hmm, 
let me try something different. And then two months later, I'm getting smaller. I'm like, what's happening? So it's fitness is a learning experience. It's mm-hmm. a journey. You always are going to be in a trial and error type of thing. So don't get discouraged when things aren't going your way because progress is not linear. You have to kind of go around the walls. But yeah, it's it's good. So uh, yeah, that's all I got today. You know, we could definitely do some more topics. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you for yeah, definitely. I would love to talk more about fitness and nutrition and everything. So. Sweet. Thank you for having me here. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, you got any any words you want to say? Shout yourself um, out, you know. Yeah, I, I'm on um, Twitter and Instagram. Obviously, you can find me at NWA Coach, the letter K, um, and I post a lot of fitness videos there, just for people to you know gain knowledge and everything like that. But the one thing I will say, again, progress is not linear you have to hit walls and fall down sometimes in the fitness and it's very hard, but as long as you keep an open mind to new things, you will succeed. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Wolf Chronicles podcast. Have a wonderful day. Bye guys. Also, if you don't already Make sure you follow me on Instagram at FitWolfKobe or on uh, Facebook at WVLFKobe. That's also the name of my YouTube. So thank you guys again for listening. You know the dogs. (laughs) Peace.